0: we've been looking at the concepts of spiritual encounters and we've been looking at the concepts of good treasure and evil treasure and how in many encounters there's words spoken to us that can deviate our life either for the good or for the bad now today we're going to look at the life of mary and an interesting encounter that she had the way she responded to this encounter is exactly the way you and i need to do it Make sure you stay tuned.
1: You are listening to Good Treasure Podcast Show with your Bible teacher, Darius Good. He is the senior pastor of Bible Gospel Center and founder of Good Treasure Ministries. He is the author of the books Unlocking Godly Wisdom, Fear of the Lord, David, Man of War, and the children's book series, The Adventures of Rai Rai. For more information, visit the website at dariusgood.com. For more information regarding the church, visit the church's website at bgc.family. And now,
0: here's your Bible teacher, Darius Good. Thank you for joining us on today. You're listening to the Good Treasure Podcast Show. My name is Darius Good. Make sure you check out my website, dariusgood.com. That's D A R I U S G O O D.com. You're going to find information there regarding this podcast show. So if you've missed any part, portion, of today's episode. You can always go there and listen to the shows in their entirety. Um, We also have our other podcast show, which is called the Divorce Christian Podcast Show. And that show is for Christians who are divorced. And so we're bringing light. We're bringing encouragement. We're bringing strength to those that have gone through that experience. So all that information is right there on the website, DariusGood.com, as well as information regarding my books. And so today I just want to highlight my comic book. It's called David, Man of War. And I designed this comic book exactly based on the scriptures in King James. So it's a King James version of the story. And so uh, check out that book there on the website. Once again, that is DariusGood.com. On today I want to deal with the topic of guarding God's word. This is episode five, guarding God's word. And I've been teaching on these different concepts the last several weeks. So we dealt with the concept of good treasure and evil treasure. And so there in the book of Matthew, the scripture talks about how out of the good treasure of a man's heart brings forth good things. So this is Matthew chapter 12, verse 35. I'll read you the scripture. It says a good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. And of course, the version there in Luke chapter six, verse 45, it goes on to say, for out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaketh. So we always quote the second part of that verse there in Luke, but no one's very familiar with the first part. When I've asked people, what's the first part of that scripture? They don't know. And so I want to address those areas, those concepts. Good treasure and evil treasure. A treasure is anything that you hold on to. It's anything that you've placed value on. And the the, the thing that we get uh, we view an error is to place value on something doesn't mean that it's good. We place value on things that are bad as well, and so that's why we see Jesus explaining the concept of there's evil treasure, and so we've placed value on uh, words that have been spoken to us. That does not bring strength. It does not bring enlightenment. It does not bring promotion, forward progress. These are words that have come to hinder. These are words that have come to kill. These are words that have come to maim. They've come maim. They've come to destroy. And so, and and we we hear these words and we take them to heart, and then we say, "I can't," or "I will never." And we look back at the words spoken to us by people that we hold in high esteem, whether it's mother, father a professor, a teacher, a relative, a girlfriend, an ex-boyfriend, and we've placed value on their, their words. And these words have been destructive in our life. And so we have evil treasure, and of course, flip that concept, and that's the concept of good treasure as well. There are good words that are spoken to us that we take hold of, and it produces in our life because somebody came and said, you're good in this area, or you can just reveal to us through prophecy. The Lord says this about you and you you embrace it and said, this is what I am because God says this is who I am. And so we see the story of Gideon where the angel spoke to him and called him a man of valor. And Gideon took hold of that word and began to lead uh, the army, the nation against those that have come in and had taken uh, or placed the nation of Israel in bondage and brought them tremendous freedom as a result of embracing good treasure. And so on today, I want to deal um, with the story of Mary. Uh, There's another concept we've looked at the last several weeks of encounters. Now, these aren't encounters with angels or demons. These are encounters with people that are motivated by spirit beings. So angelic, divine encounters, demonic encounters where our paths are crossing with a person that would then say something to us. And that's the good and evil treasure. So I'm putting these two concepts together, that there are encounters that we are to have in life. We can go through several days of life just being the same, the usual routine. And then all of a sudden, I cross paths with somebody, maybe at the laundromat or the grocery store or in line while I'm waiting um, for whatever, whatever business you're taking care of. And then they make a statement to you that you know is beyond the norm. Something that catches your attention, whether for the good or for the bad. And sometimes we just ignore these moments. So that's why I was pushing on this concept so that we don't, in, we don't miss spiritual encounters that God sends that are in critical, that, that are important um, to our growth, to our maturity, to our understanding. We need these encounters and the Lord speaks uh, through people. He speaks this way all the time if we would pay attention. And so we're going to put these two concepts together of spiritual encounters and good and evil treasure. We're going to put them together today as we look at the story of Mary. We're going to begin in the book of Luke. And the story talks about how there was a angel that came and spoke to Mary and revealed to her the plan of God for her life. So we're going to begin in Luke 1, verse 26. It says, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto the city of Galilee, named Nazareth. So that's where Mary was. The virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with you. Blessed art thou among women. So we have Mary having an encounter with an angelic being. He begins to speak a word to her. Verse 29. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. The angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great. He shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father, David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there shall be no end. So now Mary has the entire message. And now she begins to question at verse 34. Mary said to the angel, how shall this be? Saying, I know not a man. Now Mary is engaged, engaged to Joseph, but she has not had any relations uh, with Joseph. And so the question is, how am I going to uh, become impregnated with a baby? And at verse 35, the angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. And the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore, also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the son of God. And then he gives her a sign. He explains to her that she has a cousin. This verse 36. And she hath also conceived a son in her old age. She's in the sixth month of her pregnancy. And she was called barren. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Now, that sign was something that Mary could go and check to be true or not. So if she's not sure about this encounter with the angel and sometimes you might say, well, that was a crazy experience. Maybe I made it all up in my head. But now you have a piece of information that you can go and verify. So she can go and find out if her cousin Elizabeth, who was barren, who had no children, was now six months pregnant, and she also knew the sex of the baby. So if the baby came out and it was a girl, then you gotta question some things. But the fact that the angel not only revealed that she was pregnant, revealed that she's six months pregnant, so now you can gauge about around the time the baby will be born, as well as the sex of the baby, that one sentence the angel gave to Mary, gave her a boatload of information that she can check out, and she can verify, and it confirms to her that the encounter that she had was a real, genuine encounter from God, and everything that he said regarding her life is going to come to pass. And so just to end this, this conversation between Mary and the angel, at verse 38, Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word, And the angel departed from her. That's a very, 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 very important statement that Mary said when it comes to the concept of faith. Faith requires you to agree with God, you have to come into full agreement, not just with the plan, but with also the way. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth. So we have to embrace what God is saying, the revealed will of God. He's revealing his will for Mary's life. Mary came into agreement with it. And the scary part for me as a pastor is I see so many people that will not come into agreement. They don't like the concept. They don't like the idea. Understand what just transpired. Because what Mary heard was not a simple, hey, you're going to wake up pregnant and then you go about your business and you'll give birth. Mary had a tremendous dilemma because Mary was engaged. Now, if you understand, and this is what I've been teaching in our podcast on divorce, um, some of the laws that are associated with the nation of Israel. Um, There's a A massive misunderstanding of the laws that pertain to marriage, that pertain to divorce and many other things um, there in the book of Leviticus. And so when when the Jews would get married, the first order of business that Moses required of the nation. And it's there in Deuteronomy chapter 24, verse one. Moses required them to get engaged before they got married. So he instituted a betrothal period. That passage says, for when a man takes a woman, that word take is the betrothal period. So now they began to be, become engaged. But engagement wasn't simply you approaching a woman and say, hey, I'm interested in marrying you. She says, yes, I'd like to marry you as well. And so now we're engaged. They, they had to draft a ketubah. So this required the families and this was always taking place. The families would come together first and discuss, you know, marriage. We see that with with uh, Isaac, where Abraham sent his servant and he sat down with uh, Rebecca's father and Laban was present and they discussed marriage. And so the arrangement of the marriage and of course, the women were always a part of the agreement of the arrangement. I've heard some people teach that the women had no say so. That's not true, not in the Jewish faith. And so uh, this would mean that Mary's mother and father, the father has had conversations with Joseph and Joseph's father, and they've discussed some things. They've discussed Mary's status. Is she a virgin? Is she married? Is she divorced? All that was part of that conversation. Who is your lineage? And they would be able to trace their lineage back to their uh, patriarch, whoever the head of their tribe was. If you're part of the tribe of Levi, you had to be able to say, I am the son of so-and-so, the son of so-and-so, and and trace that bloodline all the way back to Levi. In the case of Joseph, what's interesting is the angel, uh, when he approached Joseph, he refers to him as the son of David. So that means Joseph, the father of of Jesus was able to trace his bloodline to the blood of David, King David. All of this was important in these initial conversations of marriage. And so as they would draft the ketubah, the ketubah would not only uh, say the status of the woman, it would explain the exchange of gifts. So the son or the uh, Joseph would have been giving gifts to Mary's father. Mary's father would have been giving a dowry to Mary. And then they would also discuss a sum of money that the woman would receive in case the marriage ends up in divorce. And so all of this information was written into the ketubah. If Joseph dies, there was an amount of money she was to receive, um, as well as land um, that might have been in his possession. They write, wrote everything out, number of children. Everything you could think of of what their marriage should look like was written into the ketubah. And then it it had to be signed by two witnesses that could not be relatives. And this is how they began their engagement, period. The only way they could break this ketubah was by getting divorced. But they could not perform anything in the ketubah until they exchanged vows. So that's the marriage. That's the wedding day. So they're technically married from the moment they sign this document up until the wedding day. And then at the wedding day, they would take this ketubah, this agreement. It's called a marriage agreement, marriage contract, and they would read it aloud to the wedding party, to those that had come to the ceremony. This is their agreement. And then the witnesses would be present. So, so I, I'm painting this picture to help us understand that what Mary just agreed to with God Required her to be to break her ketubah. Technically, by law, she just violated an agreement. She had just entered into with Joseph by now entering into an agreement with God. This is a very difficult position. How is she going to explain to Joseph that I had an encounter with an angel? God says that I'm going to give birth to a child. I haven't been touched by a man. And so she's in a very delicate position. We have to understand this. And yet Mary's response to the angel was, let it be done unto me according to your word. I'm coming to into full agreement. And so as I talk to Christians and they say to me, this is what God asked me to do, but it's so hard. It's so difficult. Listen, this encounter with Mary was one of the toughest decisions she had to make in her life. What would Joseph say? What would Joseph do? What would my father say? Because at this point, I'm going to end up giving birth to a child before the marriage. We've just entered into this, this uh, engagement, and obviously she's going to be showing in the next couple of months. How do you explain that in the Jewish community? Especially when the law states that if she had broke her ketubah, And the father had said to this man, I'm giving to you a virgin and she doesn't produce the tokens of a virgin. Then you to take this woman and you drag her out of the tent and you stone her to death. Mary completely understood the agreement that she was entering into. So it's important that we understand It's not simply the Lord comes. He speaks to us and we say, yes, Lord, I'm so excited. He's going to use me. He's going to move through me. I'm going to be his vessel. No, God asks us to do the hard things, the difficult things. Will you put me first? Will you love me? Yes, Lord. Okay, then do this one thing that's going to be the most difficult thing you've ever imagined in life. Will you do that for me? And I'll be there with you. And I'm going to make sure that it all works out. He's asking you to trust him. And that's a difficult place to be. And so we have Mary that says, Lord, I'm going to trust you through this crazy experience. And understand this as well. Um, it had been prophesied. I think Isaiah prophesied that I, unto us a child is born. We're gonna, you're going to have a, the, the Messiah, Emmanuel, will be birthed through a virgin. So the Jews understood this. This is not a foreign concept to them. So when Mary had this encounter, I'm sure in her mind, she's like, I know the prophecies. I know what's been said. So she's probably putting it together like the Lord has chosen me to be this one. So I don't want us to think, as I've heard so many Christians say, Joseph would have been like, how is this possible? You know, all these, you know, these concepts, Mary would have came to Joseph. And he's like, I don't know if I believe you. I don't know if Joseph responded that way. Because we do see the angels speaking to Joseph, but they all knew the prophecies of a virgin given birth, uh, the child coming from the town of Bethlehem through the bloodline of David. All this begins to line up not only in Mary's life, but in Joseph's life. So all of this would have began to make sense as they are familiar with all the prophets, Isaiah, Ezekiel, Jeremiah. They knew the word Of the Lord as they were all waiting for the Messiah to come But all of it breaks Jewish tradition Jewish customs Jewish laws So both Mary and Joseph were in a very difficult position When they decided to agree with God But let's put our concepts together They travel to Bethlehem They're still engaged At this point it says that Mary is Well with child or in essence, at the nine-month mark, near to giving birth. They arrive in Bethlehem, and they have to pay the taxes. They can't find room at an inn. They end up going and staying in a barn, at which point there are some shepherds that has an encounter with these angels. So in Luke chapter 2, it describes these angels appearing to these shepherds they were terrified when they saw him. And this is verse 10. The angel says, Fear not, for behold, I bring to you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. So they tell you them, reveals where the Savior is being born in the city of David. That's Bethlehem. This shall be a sign to you. You shall find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. So there's no question. The sign would reveal to them that this is actually the Messiah. Then there's a whole host of angels. They began to sing um, and praise God. The heavenly host is present and they're saying glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, goodwill towards men. The angels then leave and the shepherds say, let us go into Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. They made haste. They found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger at verse 17. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. They began to say to everyone what the angels had said to them because they had just saw the sign exactly how the angel had revealed to them. So at verse 18, it says, all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. So now, this is what I want to explain. Mary just had an encounter with a group of men that she did not know. Never saw them again after this experience. They pop up in the barn after giving birth to her baby and she they say to mary and joseph we encountered all these angels a host of heaven this is what they said regarding your child this is an encounter this is a divine encounter inspired by god and so now mary's paying attention it caught her attention and then what did you say regarding my baby and it says that people heard the news of the angel the words of the angels But Mary's the one that kept it in her heart. The word kept means to preserve. It means to keep within oneself, to keep it in mind. The next description we have is she pondered it. That word pondered means to throw together or to bring it together. So Mary is trying to make sense of this word, not just the one time that it happened, but she kept it. So now, over the course of time, she's still trying to make sense of that encounter. Lord, what were you saying in that moment? I heard what you said, but I'm trying to come into a place of understanding. This is why these encounters are so important, because they reveal the will of God. They reveal the plan. As we come into understanding, then things begin to make sense in our life especially once we've entered into agreement with god mary's life changed it went from just being hey i'm getting married in a few months to now she's pregnant with the messiah what does that mean well in this case it meant that there was a king that had heard word that the king of the jews was now born and he decides i need to snuff out whoever this child is so he sends the army and anyone younger than the age of two was killed as a result of the birth of this child. You talk about life-changing? This is why every word the Lord speaks becomes so critical as we move and we we our uh, are, are steps on this path and our journey. I need to be able to hear accurately as the Lord is speaking, otherwise I miss out on critical information and details. We love the scripture that says a good man or a righteous man, his steps are ordered by the Lord. But how are they ordered when we miss out on encounters? We have moments when the Lord comes and speaks to us. We don't keep it and we don't guard it. Thank you for joining us on today. And until next week, be blessed.
1: You have been listening to Good Treasure Podcast Show with your Bible teacher, Darius Good. This was a Good Treasure Ministries production. Darius is the senior pastor of Bible Gospel Center and author of the books, Unlocking Godly Wisdom, Fear of the Lord david man of war and the children's book series the adventures of rai rai to learn more about these books or to listen to other episodes of our podcast show visit our website today at dariusgood.com for more information regarding the church visit the church's website at bgc.family we pray that today's episode has brought revelation and enlightenment please like share and subscribe to our podcast show And until next time, may God open unto you his good treasure. Be blessed.